Welcome to the WWE Podcast, where we're going to talk all about Monday Night Raw, and we are officially on the road to WrestleMania. There are no more roadblocks, or are there? According to Paul Heyman, Brock Lesnar does indeed have a roadblock. We're not going to get the pay-per-view event called Roadblock, but rather there's just a roadblock only for Brock Lesnar for a match March 5th in Madison Square Garden, maybe against Bobby Lashley, maybe not. But does it really matter? No way Brock Lesnar's losing the WWE Championship a month before WrestleMania. So we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about Dana Brooke winning the 24-7 title. In fact, maybe we'll spend a good hour dissecting that victory for Dana Brooke. If you can't tell that sarcasm, you've come to the wrong show. Let's get everything going right after this. Let's talk about supplements for just a minute. The market of supplements is overcrowded, right? It's oversaturated. There's too many to choose from. You just don't know which one you want. You don't know which one's effective, what has potential harmful side effects. Well, I have one that I can tell you with confidence is not only not going to give you any of those negative side effects, but also will provide you with the energy that's sustainable. It doesn't have those crashes. And the product I'm talking about is called Energy Boost. It's from a company called Vitaly Boost, and they sell a bunch of other great products. But you can check out the website at vitalyboost.com. That's V-I-T-A-L-I boost.com. So what makes Energy Boost so great? Well, it's made from natural, clinically researched ingredients that include caffeine, B vitamins, and other energy-stimulating nutrients. And it's perfect whether you're working out, gaming, studying, or during those intimate times with your partner. Not only does Energy Boost give you sustained, powerful energy, it's also specifically formulated to avoid those negative effects that I was talking about that some people experience with just consuming caffeine alone. I'm a massive coffee drinker. I can tell you the crash is no fun, right? We all know that. Those of us that are Starbucks, affectionados, or um, wherever you may get your coffee, we all know what that does. This is not going to give you that crash. And Vitality Boost, by the way, is a leader in the supplement uh, energy market. And customers absolutely love them. Right now, they have a 92% five-star review on JudgeMe. It's a third-party review platform that only accepts reviews from verified purchases. So you know they're not just creating these manufactured uh, manufactured reviews. These are real people reviewing the product, honestly. And 92% is a, an amazing, amazing uh, five-star rating review. So... Check out Energy Boost today, risk-free. You can go to VitalyBoost.com. Again, that's V-I-T-A-L-I Boost.com. You use our promo code WWE for a discount. But if you're interested in learning a little bit more about the science behind Energy Boost, visit my Vitaly Boost's health guide at VitalyBoost.com. Again, V-I-T-A-L-I Boost.com. And right there, you'll find information from peer-reviewed academic journals about the active ingredients in all of Vitaly Boost's supplements All of these supplements, by the way, are made in the United States. That's cool. And a reminder, go to VitalyBoost.com and use our promo code WWE. You'll get a discount on Energy Boost and all of their other great supplements. So don't miss out, guys. Go check out Energy Boost. And again, it's VitalyBoost.com, V-I-T-A-L-I Boost.com. So we all know today's world is just crazy, right? And we'd love some protection. Well, that's where PawnArmor.us comes in. Why do we need protection? Why are we choosing Pawn Armor to protect us? Well, protection is something that many people need, but don't have enough access to. And that's where Pawn Armor comes in. And when you choose Pawn Armor, you're choosing a team of licensed manufacturers that make your safety the top priority. You're choosing affordability that doesn't compromise on quality 
And most importantly, you're choosing protection you can count on. So what do they sell? What are we talking about? We're talking about bulletproof plates. And these plates aren't 100 pounds. In many cases, they're plates that are made for your backpack. You can put them on and they only weigh around one pound. If you're like me, you're probably thinking the bulletproof vests, right? They're they're made of pure lead, they'll weigh you down. Not with pawn armor. They're effective, they're high quality, and yes, in today's world, perhaps we do need one of these, especially if you live in a in a violent high crime area. This may be the the protection that you need. So what kind of protection? They offer multi-shot capacity. It's enough for stopping virtually any handgun. These plates, again, are very lightweight, high quality, and could save your life. All the plates, they're handmade in Florida in the United States. So go again to pawnarmor.us. That's pawn, P-A-W-N, armor, A-R-M-O-R, dot U-S, and make that decision to protect yourself. In a very uncertain world, guys, this could save your life. So check out pawnarmor.us. This is WWE superstar Drew McIntyre, and you're listening to the WWE Podcast. The one that everybody wants, me. This is my idol. You're going to acknowledge me. Welcome to the WWE Podcast. We're going to talk about Monday Night Raw. First, I'd like to invite you, if you are just tired of these ads, guys, I know I have a lot of them at times, there's ways to get around it. And now we've expanded that 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 avenue of going away from ads, and you can now do it from our website. Our website is mostly live. Um, you can go to the VIP area. You can go VIP. And on there, you if you go VIP, you get all the shows that we've done over the last couple of days and moving forward ad free. We don't have a complete library on there. The project was just uh, too much of an undertaking for one person right now that that's uh, running the back end of things to uh, to go ahead and, and and put all of that all previous audio in there. However, from the last 2 days of shows and moving forward forever, VIPs will get access to everything ad free on the website. If you go VIP, it's also a great way to kind of throw a little money in the tip jar, so to speak, for our show. But you get ad-free everything, and you also will be getting uh, video uh, video updates that you won't get anywhere else. It's not even going to be on Patreon. It's going to be exclusive to our website at wwepodcast.com. So check that out. I'll be adding that content in the next couple of days. And the great thing is I can upload it from anywhere. I don't need to be in my office um uh, at home. So I'll be able to do that. And what that um, what that video is going to consist of is either just kind of a minute or two of a rant or a news update or something that I want to share with you. And maybe even a little bit behind the scenes on this show and what my my setup looks like at, at, in my office and my studio at home. So perhaps that kind of content will be coming your way. I know it will be coming your way soon. So consider going VIP. It's a little VIP lounge, I call it, that's available to you over at um, Patreon, (laughs) www.podcast.com, and there's a Go VIP button. So check that out. We also do have Patreon. If you want to get rid of the ads, that's easy enough, right? We, the ads are sometimes a bit overwhelming. I understand that, but uh, it pays the bills. So, all right, let's get into Monday Night Raw. And um, let's start with what Raw opened with. 
And that was the cowboy himself, straight off of the dairy farm, coming out in, I mean, come on, Brock. I mean, it was just a a ridiculous outfit. I, I am not a fan of the cowboy Brock. I know a lot of you are. I know a lot of you are are big into this. He's showing us a different side, and I can appreciate that. It's just not my flavor of ice cream with Brock. I don't, I don't know. the 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 intense monster of a man did just fine for me for twenty years. I I know Brock's having more fun than he ever has, and good for him, you know. But it just looks like he's wearing a costume. I don't know. It just anyway. Uh, onto the actual content of this. Of course, Brock comes out and he actually has, which was a cool moment, one of the kids in the audience on his way to the ring, he had them touch the WWE Championship. I mean, that that was kind of a cool moment. And uh, if you, by the way, guys, if you haven't seen the Pat McAfee interview with Brock, you're doing yourself a disservice. So there's your plug, Pat. Uh, it was a very good interview and we got you know a lot more out of Brock than we do in most interviews. And it was... Um, it was it was revealing on a lot of a lot of levels and well done you know so and you don't get you don't get a whole lot of Brock Lesnar interviews on anything so that said uh, anyway Brock goes to the ring and he didn't say a whole lot before Paul Heyman interrupted and there was a tension between them you could see the grimace in Brock's face that he wanted to get his hands on Paul but Paul informed him that at March fifth he will be competing or defending the WWE championship in Madison square garden. Uh, and then eventually revealed it would be against Bobby Lashley. The announcers then after that, a few minutes later, then said that it may be against Bobby, but they're not sure essentially, which tells you that Bobby Lashley's medical status is, is pending. I'm sure Bobby wants, he's going to do and try everything he can to try to be there in Madison square garden. But they said in all likelihood it would be against somebody else. So, uh, again, Brock Lesnar gets a quote-unquote roadblock, as Paul Heyman put it. Kind of, I guess, a kind of a, a tribute to the old roadblock pay-per-view that took place like once. I think it was before Daniel Bryan at WrestleMania 30. I mean, I, I remember it. I talk about the roadblock pay-per-view so much, but it happened like once <laughs> in like 2014. Uh, but... That that's what it reminded me of. I guess that they wanted to put that roadblock because there always has to be an analogy on the road to WrestleMania. There's a roadblock and there's detours, which are pay-per-views and now premium live events. So anyway, the roadblock in front of Brock Lesnar is a title defense. Is there any human being on this earth walking that's sentient that believes Brock Lesnar is going to drop the championship in Madison Square Garden on March 5th? Yeah, I didn't think so. There's there's a better chance of Vince knocking on my door right now and offering me a contract to work for WWE. That's how small of an opportunity that there is for Brock to lose this. It's it's not going to happen. So why they're doing this, I don't know. Why they're promoting this show, I mean, I guess to make it feel bigger than it is. Yes, it's two weeks away, um, and... It's anytime they're in Madison Square Garden, it's always a mini pay per view as it is. And yeah, so there's that. I mean, even the house shows, which essentially this one is March 5th, Saturday, there ain't nothing going on. Unless they're putting on a roadblock pay per view, there's nothing. So they're, they're actually promoting this house show on live TV. That's the first time I can remember anything like that happening. That does not happen too often either. So, um, you know, it, it was kind of an awkward exchange between Paul and Brock. 
Um, it, you know, Brock's never smooth on the mic. I'll say that. He's never the most silver-tongued devil that you'll ever meet. He sometimes can be clunky. He hits high-pitched tones at times when he shouldn't. Um, you know, again, I'm not I'm not complaining about Brock. I think he's one of the most and biggest athletes that, that the world has ever seen and may ever see in our lifetimes. And yeah, yeah, more more props to him. And he's a businessman. And that's wonderful for him. And, you know, he's making more money and, and he's been sporting with his money and all that. Anyway, getting off track, this was a weird segment with Paul Heyman and Brock. I, I wasn't really clear on the the, 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 the purpose of this, but uh, here is what here's what CBS Sports says, that Lesnar opened the show with an in-ring promo and he was about to celebrate his status as the new champion. And uh, he was interrupted by Heyman. And uh, as I said, Heyman mentioned the title versus title match in MSG. And um, Lesnar said he was already aware of his obligations and told Heyman that he would be building on Friday night. He'd be in the building Friday night to see Heyman and Reigns. Essentially, the purpose of this segment on Raw, now that I think about it, was to just tell people to tune into SmackDown to see Brock Lesnar again. Brock Lesnar is not going to do anything of substance. He's just going to be here to stare at Paul Heyman and have a few one-liners. But really, what we're here to do is tell you to watch SmackDown. It was just a promotion for the next show. That's all this was. <laughs> That's all the, this was. Uh, and, I mean, I, I get it, but boy, they're paying Brock big money to show up to do what? I don't know. Just kind of stand there and look mean. Um, or at this point, just stand there and look like a cowboy. And uh, in, in his little, uh, it looked like a Christmas sweater when he came out. I'm looking at it really close. Like, is that a is that a Christmas sweater? I mean, this was you know, it's February now. <laughs> Christmas has been long over. It, it was just weird. I'm glad he took it off quickly. Again, if it were me, the the guy would be wearing you know a black shirt and jeans is fine. I would shave his ponytail. I'd keep the beard. I like the beard. But his cowboy hat and his his whole uh, feel, I, I know a lot of you, even our own co-hosts, I know a lot of you guys love him, and the, you love the look. It's just not my style. And, you know, it's it's not wrong. It's not right. It's just, it's not for me. I like the old look of the Brock with a beard. I got to say, the one, the one good thing, as I said, is the beard. I do like the beard. It does add a little bit of maturity to him and evolution, so to speak, in, in, a, in a small way. So uh, this is the, the analysis from CBS Sports on this segment. WWE has notably had issues selling tickets for the upcoming MSG show at MSG, so adding a Lesnar title match makes sense. Aha. This is likely the last time Lesnar appears on Raw before WrestleMania. Any appearance will be on SmackDown to confront Reigns. This leaves Raw without a top champion on their show as they build to the biggest event of the year. The interaction here between Lesnar and Heyman was good, as expected, given their decades of work together. I don't think it was that good. I mean, I, I don't think their react, their action together was great. I thought it was okay. But they're very rarely on adversarial sides, so to see them as enemies is a little weird. Uh, but And we still never got an answer, by the way. Did anyone ever get a real answer as to why Brock Lesnar or Paul Heyman defected again to Roman Reigns? Did we get an answer to that? I, I, I don't know. Maybe Maybe I totally missed it. But they gave this grade a B. I thought I, I think that's fair. 
I think that's fair to say that they did it. If the mission was to promote March 5th and try to sell more tickets, but also get Brock Lesnar's, Brock Lesnar's face on TV to help build the ratings and get people talking and excited and the fans in the arena happy that they got to see Brock Lesnar in person, then mission accomplished. You know, I'd give it a B as well. I would actually be in concert with this grading, um, particularly for this segment. It was fine. By the way, did you notice they're at the University of South Carolina? Nonsense. They're in Columbia, South Carolina. Anytime, by the way, guys, that you hear that they're at a university of or in the shadow of, they don't want to tell you where they really are. They were not at a university. They were in Columbia, South Carolina. So when they just generically mentioned the state name like they did South Carolina, you know, uh, that means they are ashamed. And you can even hear it in the Miz's voice, Vince speaking through him, calling it a bodunk town or something like you small bodunk town or I don't know, whatever it was, running down the town size and all that kind of stuff. You can just feel Vince running through it. He, I don't know what his issue is with small southern towns or at least not NFL cities. If you're not an NFL city, forget it. You're more than likely just going to be chalked up to what state you're in or you're, in, you're again, you're in the shadow of or... They may make up some place that you are that you're really not, like they did last night in university. Nonsense. Okay, let's move on. Uh, Logan Paul is set to team with The Miz at WrestleMania. So I'll read CBS Sports' description of this. I will also give my thoughts, which may not be as harsh as you may think, although it's not going to be a glowing review where... I'm going to be, you know, dreaming about this tonight. Well, let's let's just get to it. And I'll give you my analysis. So, as promised, after losing to Rey Mysterio at the Elimination Chamber, Miz introduced his new tag team partner. After exchanging words with Rey and Dominic, Miz welcomed social media star Logan Paul to the ring. Miz threw a tag team challenge, uh, threw down a tag team challenge for WrestleMania before he and Paul attacked the Mysterios. The segment ended with Miz hitting a, a Ray with a skull-crushing finale and Paul doing the same to Dominic. CBS Sports said this about it. Here's their independent analysis. This falls firmly on the list of things that WWE has done that nobody asked for. They will, however, do anything to draw a bit of attention, and certainly WWE uh, loves to stick, stick celebrities in WrestleMania matches where they can practice for a month or two and work out a carefully put-together match. On the list of WWE sins, their love of celebrity is pretty low on the list. Still, Paul looked awkward in delivering a skull-crushing finale, and his whole vibe is a bit erratic. <laughs> That's not a terrible take. They gave this grade a C. I'd give it a C plus. Yeah, I'd still say in the C category, I'd give it a slightly higher grade, believe it or not. The reason I would, you may be saying to yourself, wait a minute, you have come on here for how many months and years, if you've been listening to me that long, and said that you cannot stand when they bring in celebrities, that it's an insult to the business, that it takes up another spot that somebody who's been working all year could take. And you know what? All that's true. And I stand by all that a thousand percent. But here's the here's the difference with Logan Paul. They didn't try to make him a baby face. When they bring in celebrities, nine times out of 10, they try to get the crowd on their side and try to bring in somebody that they think the crowd's going to cheer for. They were wrong the first time they brought in Logan Paul with KO, and he got stunned, and people went crazy. Uh, this time, they brought him in the right role, and he is 
obnoxious. People have people have very um, polarizing thoughts about Logan Paul. The guy's a millionaire, so that automatically vilifies him in, in many people's minds. And he's done some things in, uh, I think, Japan or China that were not great. Go look at some of the controversy if those things appeal to you. But overall, I think he was booked correctly in terms of babyface heel. He's a heel. So that, to me, is the saving grace of this, is that he's a heel. And he's also young, and he's probably willing to take some bumps. Now, Bad Bunny certainly has set the bar pretty high. Bad Bunny last year shocked the world in his performance, and credit to him. Logan Paul is a very good athlete. He was a wrestler in high, in uh, college, an actual amateur wrestler. He did boxing, as we all know, MMA. The, the, or, uh, that, was, that was his brother, uh, Jake Paul. But he has been around the horn when it comes to athletics. And he's a young guy. I think he's actually younger than me um, by a decent amount. So I think Logan Paul's not a bad pick. I just think that, uh, yeah, celebrities in general are a bad idea at WrestleMania. I know that they're trying to get the crossover to your audience, and Logan Paul has hundreds, like tens of millions of followers on all his social media platforms, so it's a big audience. So I understand the appeal of it. But as a casual viewer, as a as a hardcore viewer, as a longtime viewer, um, it, it is oftentimes very frustrating to see a, a celebrity come in and just take up a spot. And that's, again, what we're getting here, not just with Logan Paul, but likely, more than likely, with, um, with uh, Johnny Knoxville. Over at uh, some on the SmackDown end of things, I guess we got to have a celebrity on each show. It's just a quota that WWE fills every year. But again, I'm cool with it as long as they book them properly in terms of uh, heel or face. That's a big deal to me. Uh, so, okay, moving on. Yelfa Academy defeats the Street Profits via pinfall when Otis pinned Montez Ford. The end came when Ford had Otis picked up for a slam, but Otis's weight was too much, allowing Otis to uh, get the pinfall. However, as Ford was pinned, Chad Gable held his foot down from the outside of the ring, outside of the ring to prevent any escape. So there's still a chance that Montez Ford would have kicked out. However, <clears throat> we got the uh, Chad Gable cheating to win and then doing the shoosh and doing his master's degree in 4.0 GPA it's starting to catch on. It, it, you know, honestly, he could be one of those. This is a long shot, but he feels kind of like a Daniel Bryan situation with the yes thing. The yes thing at first was kind of catchy. He did it as a heel, as a, an obnoxious heel, and it just caught fire. I know that it's a long way to go to get to the yes movement and the magnitude of what that was. But Chad Gable's got something with Shush 4.0 and his master's degree. He's, there's something up with Chad Gable in a good way. And, and, you know, Otis is holding his own, too. I'm really, really enjoying the Alpha Academy. I, I got to say, they, they are, you know, just on, on an absolute tear. And even if it's at the expense of the Street Profits, good. The Street Profits have had their time in the sun. and Not that they're, they should split up. I think that they've got more days as WWE Tag Team Champions. But right now... The Street Profits seem to be on the lower end of the winning spectrum, and that's okay. It's all cyclical at this point. Okay, Finn Balor, Tommaso Ciampa defeat Ziggler and Rude via pinfall when Ciampa rolled up Rude. 
And Champa called in Finn Balor as a fellow NXT veteran to back him up as his rivalry with Ziggler moved from NXT to Raw. But this would not be the first time we see Balor. However, uh, this matchup was exactly what you'd expect. A very solid match from four absolute professionals. I, I don't know what else to say. It's just a shame that it ended in a uh, obligatory roll-up. It's the only bad thing because Champa rolling up rude. Champa's more than capable of winning this without having to resort to a roll-up, but that's how the main roster rolls. This is not NXT. Not, we, we don't settle things in NXT like we do on the main roster. Roll-ups are the uh, the finish of the day here up on the main roster, Champa. You're going to have to get used to it. Okay, let's take a quick pause for the sponsor of today's show, and then we're going to come back on the other side with more Monday Night Raw. Stay right here. Let's talk about supplements for just a minute. The market of supplements is overcrowded, right? It's oversaturated. There's too many to choose from. You just don't know which one you want. You don't know which one's effective, what has potential harmful side effects. Well, I have one that I can tell you with confidence is not only not going to give you any of those negative side effects, but also will provide you with the energy that's sustainable. It doesn't have those crashes. And the product I'm talking about is called Energy Boost. It's from a company called Vitali Boost, and they sell a bunch of other great products. But you can check out the website at vitaliboost.com. That's V-I-T-A-L-I boost.com. So what makes Energy Boost so great? Well, it's made from natural, clinically researched ingredients that include caffeine, B vitamins, and other energy-stimulating nutrients. And it's perfect whether you're working out, gaming, studying, or during those intimate times with your partner. Not only does Energy Boost give you sustained, powerful energy, it's also specifically formulated to avoid those negative effects that I was talking about that some people experience with just consuming caffeine alone. I, I'm a massive coffee drinker. I can tell you the crash is no fun, right? We all know that. Those of us that are Starbucks, affectionados, or um, wherever you may get your coffee, we all know what that does. This is not going to give you that crash. And Vitality Boost, by the way, is a leader in the supplement uh, energy market. And customers absolutely love them. Right now, they have a 92% five-star review on Judge Me. It's a third-party review platform that only accepts reviews from verified purchases. So you know they're not just creating these manufactured, uh, manufactured reviews. These are real people reviewing the product, honestly. And 92% is a, an amazing, amazing uh, five-star rating review. So... Check out Energy Boost today, risk-free. You can go to VitaliBoost.com. Again, that's V-I-T-A-L-I Boost.com. You use our promo code WWE for a discount. But if you're interested in learning a little bit more about the science behind Energy Boost, visit my Vitali Boost's health guide at VitaliBoost.com. Uh, again, V-I-T-A-L-I Boost.com. And right there, you'll find information from peer-reviewed academic journals about the active ingredients in all of Vitali Boost supplements all of these supplements, by the way, are made in the United States. That's cool. And a reminder, go to VitaliBoost.com and use our promo code WWE. You'll get a discount on the Energy Boost and all of their other great supplements. So don't miss out, guys. Go check out Energy Boost. And again, it's VitaliBoost.com, V-I-T-A-L-I Boost.com. So we all know today's world is just crazy, right? And we'd love some protection. Well, that's where PawnArmor.us comes in. Why do we need protection? Why are we choosing Pawn Armor to protect us? Well, protection is something that many people need, but don't have enough access to. And that's where Pawn Armor comes in. And when you choose Pawn Armor, you're choosing a team of licensed manufacturers that make your safety the top priority. 
You're choosing affordability that doesn't compromise on quality. And most importantly, you're choosing protection you can count on. So what do they sell? What are we talking about? We're talking about bulletproof plates. And these plates aren't 100 pounds. In many cases, they're plates that are made for your backpack. You can put them on and they only weigh around one pound. If you're like me, you're probably thinking the bulletproof vests, right? They're they're made of pure lead, they'll weigh you down. Not with Pawn Armor. They're effective, they're high quality, and yes, in today's world, perhaps we do need one of these, especially if you live in a in a violent high crime area. This may be the the protection that you need. So what kind of protection? They offer multi-shot capacity. It's enough for stopping virtually any handgun. These plates, again, are very lightweight, high quality, and could save your life. All the plates, they're handmade in Florida in the United States. So go again to pawnarmor.us. That's pawn, P-A-W-N, armor, A-R-M-O-R, dot U-S, and make that decision to protect yourself. In a very uncertain world, guys, this could save your life. So check out pawnarmor.us. Welcome back to the WWE Podcast. Let's get back to more great wrestling audio. All righty. Well, welcome back. Thank you, everybody, for staying here and supporting us here on the WWE Podcast. Let's continue on with the Monday Night Raw review. Let's get to a match we haven't seen before. Rhea Ripley and Nikki A.S.H., Rhea Ripley defeats Nikki A.S.H. via pinfall after hitting Riptide. That's it. This was not on the Hulu version. That's the description I see on CBS Sports. And that's probably all it deserves. And I don't mean that disrespectfully to any other either woman here. But how many times does Rhea Ripley need to beat Nikki? How many times exactly do we need to have her cleanly beat Nikki A.S.H. before she can move on? I guess they're not ready yet. I guess that... Whatever they've got planned for Rhea is not ready yet, and they're just holding the course, staying the course, and having her beat Nikki over and over and over. Now, admittedly, I hate the Nikki character so much that it's still somewhat uh, satisfying for me. Nikki A.S.H. and and still was when she was a babyface and still is insufferable as that character. Now, at least, it's acceptable to boo her, but to me, this this has been a rivalry dead and over for about a month. So, fine. I mean, she beats her again. Good. Maybe she'll beat the almost out of her and she'll just become a normal superhero. I don't know. All right. Damian Priest defeats Shelton Benjamin after hitting Reckoning. After the match, Priest said that he would defend his title next week, but wanted an opponent at the world championship level. This brought out Finn Balor, who quickly accepted the challenge. So, really, we don't have any suspense going into next week. Priest wants championship, uh, top championship, uh, world contender status, and you are going to get it with Finn Balor. As we're reminded, he's the first universal champion. That feels like a million years ago. And Shelton Benjamin, although gets the gets the call here for this particular match last night, and I I, I will say this, I, I don't know what prompted this matchup. I guess Shelton had nothing going on. Damian didn't either, and they just said, yeah, this is probably be a good matchup. The, the weird thing is, is Damian Priest heel, number one? It's almost like WWE has turned him heel without realizing that they've done it because he's not particularly engaging on the microphone in a way that would that would make you want to cheer for him. 
I mean that in a complimentary way if they're trying to turn him heel, but it's weird that they've turned him heel without even really trying to turn him heel. And he's got this Damien demon thing going on. He snaps randomly. You don't know when he's gonna. He's still holding the U.S. title hostage. He's, he's in a weird place. Damien Priest is in an odd place. And this match was odd, an odd pairing. At least it wasn't for the U.S. title. I mean, I, th- that is the one saving grace for this is that, it, you know, for, for, for all of it, all, all of its faults in terms of logic, like where did this happen? At least it wasn't for the U.S. title. Now, Shelton's a, still a great performer at his age. He really is. Uh, yeah, but uh, th- this was in, unconse- inconsequential for both men. Damien Priest winning did nothing. Shelton Benjamin losing did, also did nothing. It just kept Damien Priest rolling and really was to get to Finn Balor next week. Okay, the 24-7 championship, guys. I mean, th- this is the breaking news of the of the week because you can rest easy. Rest easy and know that Dana Brooke is now your 24-7 champion once again. All is right in the world. This is some massive breaking news. And here, here's how it went down. Reggie apologized for pinning Brooke the previous week to win the title, which, by the way, if you haven't seen that, guys, it was a Valentine's Day title uh, victory. Go check it out. It's actually pretty well done uh, by the production team in WWE. So he then said he wanted to show Brooke how much she means to him and allowed her to pin him though he kicked out twice. (laughs) It's actually kind of funny. Uh, Brooke then kissed him as she was pinning him to get the three count and win the title. Okay. I I actually have to watch this. It's it's hilarious that Reggie said he could do it and then he told Dana to do it and then kicks out twice. I I do want to see this now. If anybody has seen it, let me know what you think of it. All right. Uh, Bianca Belair defeats Dewdrop via pinfall after hitting the KOD before the match. Uh, we did see a, a promo between Bel Air cutting a, a promo about winning a WrestleMania shot at Elimination Chamber. She was confronted by Becky Lynch and Lynch remained at ringside to watch the match. This was a, th- this is an interesting promo. Becky is, is really doing such a great job right now as a heel, trying to turn herself into the victim and saying that she's the victim of the crowd turning on her because she beat Bianca in 26 seconds and suddenly the crowd hates her for it. You're the ones that want to be back. And she's She's got a f- hilarious way of spinning it on the crowd. And I have to say, it's not the crowd that turned on you, Becky. In fact, I'd argue for the last like three months, up until the last maybe few weeks, you've gotten generally a positive, uh, a positive reaction. And I think a lot of that is due to your music. If they would change your music and entrance just while you're a heel and then go back to it while you're a babyface, I think it would make all the difference and take a lot of those cheers away. I do. Because Becky is entertaining as hell on, on the mic and in the ring, but in a good heel way. The entrance music is just so ingrained in our minds to cheer for it, it's hard to unwire that. And it is a very babyface, upbeat song. So I think music is the final key to really, if you want to really commit Get rid of her music. Bailey did it, and it helped. There, there's your case in point for a woman. If you want an example of a, a woman star that has turned heel and need a little assistance with the music, but the music always lags behind. It always lags behind. Okay, Edge then threw out an open challenge for WrestleMania, and God, Edge should just open a, a pro wrestling school only about promos. That should be all he does. Edge is just such a a master on the microphone. 
and he ran through his WrestleMania, I guess, history on his resume, going from watching WrestleMania, or rather listening to WrestleMania 3 on the radio through WrestleMania 14. He didn't get on until WrestleMania 16, um, you know, WrestleMania 21, 24, 27. And then talks about the main event last year quickly without mentioning. By the way, he obviously did not mention uh, Daniel Bryan by name, nor did he mention Alberto Del Rio's name by name at WrestleMania 27, understandably. But Edge, the whole purpose of him being out there was that he said someone needs to step up so he can, quote, make them live forever. So I think, I mean, Liv Morgan could could answer the call here. <laughs> I mean... I'm joking, obviously, but it, it is a, a bit of a setup for Liv, who always saying "live forever," right? uh, the whole play on her name. But I don't know who's going to answer the call here. Could it be Cody Rhodes? That's a very real possibility. I, I think Cody Rhodes is as good of a choice as any. I really don't know who he could step up and face. Looking at the Raw roster, there's nothing that really intrigues you. Randy doesn't. He already went through Randy. He already went through Seth. Uh, he went through the Miz. So there's, there's really not a whole lot there unless you're going to bring somebody back or bring somebody up from NXT. So I'll be interested to see who steps up to Edge to allow him to live forever. All right. Kevin Owens and Seth Rollins defeat RK Bro via pinfall in the main event. What was on the line here is if Kevin Owens and Seth win, they'd be added to the Raw Tag Team Championship match in two weeks. And they did win. Rollins hit Riddle with a stomp. The main event was set up with the stipulation, as I said. I already talked about it. Um, And then Rollins and Owens said that winning the tag titles was their new goal because it guaranteed them a spot at WrestleMania. Rollins and Owens get the job done, cementing a spot in what is now a triple threat for the Raw tag team titles. So, okay, fine. A little bit of a mention about Texas again from Kevin Owens saying that it's a hellhole in Dallas, saying it would make going into Dallas a little more palatable because uh, he'd be Raw Tag Team Champions. So there's still that connection, although a little bit less exciting than last week about Kevin Owens and Stone Cold Steve Austin. It's still there. It's still alive, but it's, it's, it's... I had a bit of life support here. I mean, I, I was really expecting Stone Cold to maybe show his face tonight or last night, but boy, it's got to happen soon. Maybe in Madison Square Garden, but that's a house show. I mean, March March 5th is a house show. So I, I, I don't know what they have planned here, but if Stone Cold's going to come back, boy, it's got to be soon. It's got to be soon. So I, I'm of the belief there won't be a match and it'll just be, Austin stunning KO at WrestleMania to a bunch of beer. That's it. And I'm cool with that. I don't need a match. Matches with Stone Cold scare me at this point in his career. Or, and his life, really. 19 years away, all that. So, all right. Uh, let's see if I missed anything here on Monday Night Raw. I don't think that I did. Uh, kind of a ho-hum Raw. I, overall, I'd give it like a C plus, B minus. It was fine. I didn't hate it. I didn't love it. Um, oh, and by the way, let's see here. I'm looking at <laughs> I'm looking at uh, WWE's uh, page here and on Twitter. And on February 21st, yesterday, 
they did put out a who's ready for Veer Mahan tweet. And it has him in some kind of Native American uh, outfit, almost like a 2022 version of Tatanka. Um, yeah, so I guess we're all ready. I mean, is, is he ready? How long is it going to take him to get ready? So <laughs> uh, the, the Veer Mahan watch is on, as DJ Kuzma would say. It, I mean, this is it's getting to be a running joke. I, I, it's been how many months? Since he has been in those vignettes and all that, and same with same with Elias. Elias is also one of those people that is just, oh yeah, that's right, we have Elias, right? So, all right, everybody, that is it for my Monday Night Raw review. I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, of course, you can catch a more in depth review of this week in WWE on Sunday with the weekend review, and. Then, of course, you can go ad-free. You can go ad-free on our website by going to VIP. You can go on a Patreon and go uh, ad-free there for a dollar. You can go on Apple Podcasts and go uh, ad-free there, um, and that's 99 cents. So lots of ways to get those ads out of your ears and just listen to us with no interruptions. So that is it for me tonight, guys. Thank you so much for listening. As always, take care, and I'll talk to you next time. Thanks for listening to the WWE Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss a show. Or head to wwepodcast.com. And for all of these shows ad-free, head over to patreon.com slash wwepodcast. Until then, we'll see you next time.